If you can tell me anything, the podcast where I have comedians confess secrets they've never told anyone. Very exciting, very juicy. Super excited for my guest today. I love him so much. It's Daniel Rugweb. Hello, and he has a show on the 28th at Dynasty Typewriter. Yes. If you guys live in Los Angeles, go see it. It's called Parfait. Parfait. It's so perfect. It's parfait. Which means a perfect in uh, French. Yes, for those of you foreign uh, listeners. Uh, or never. I think they have. <laughs> or ice cream a- in. English. I don't know. Does Is that it mean true? No, I don't. Some fast food place served. They say it. parfait. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like a McDonald's had like some. I don't know. You know, they try to be like international sometimes. <laughs> it's like they, when they say like chicken with a K or something. It's like right. not real. <laughs> yeah, parfait. I like it's because it's not really ice cream. People think anything foreign is healthier. It's like how <laughs> Jesus always has a British accent in any kind of reenactment. That's so bizarre mm-hmm. because. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too in. I mean, Jesus would not have been like a white British dude, right? No judging on where he lived, anyway. No, he would have had ratty hair too. How I come, hate this. <laughs> that's true. He probably dreadlocks. Why? How come uh, <laughs> right. sci- science fiction always has British accents too, or his very like? Martians are yeah, like they, I noticed in the fifties, like a lot of those kind of like science sci-fi things. The aliens yeah. are always they didn't like on Star Trek. Right um, and like um like Game of Thrones I guess that's not science fiction but like that's fantasy Yeah I heard that a proper like a Shakespearean accent is more like kind of Alabama <laughs> like it's this weird southern thing the the hoity toity sound of like the English speakers is, yeah. is some sort of reverse I don't know That's well, whatever Lindsay Lohan's rocking right now I think is the like real way you're supposed to talk That's the way you're supposed to talk just slurring your speech and slurry you get a little mykonos in you, you know. i've i met her before i don't want to tell the story but oh i'll just give the the one liner which is i got drunker i was the drunkest person at that meeting and i was a hot mess um wow Wait, which where is was a this? lot to oh my say. gosh that's such a that's such a tease it's a well the thing is i used to tell this story um, sure well i i um where was the... This where? was in New York. And it was okay. on a date. And I would Year? tell this... Uh, it was after she was sober. Uh, okay. 2013, I think. Sure. But she... But this story, like, was before I really did stand-up. And, and then I told it, like, two times maybe on stage. Mm-hmm. And always there was someone in the audience who, like, knew who the... <gasps> there was a guy involved and then who always knew who the guy was just just based on like, like a famous putting person. things together no he wasn't oh. famous but like he we had mutual friends yes so then i stopped telling it because sure. i was like well I, I i think stories are fun to tell on stage but i don't like well what's your thought on that like talking about personal stuff where people know who you're talking about i try not to uh i don't do it a lot honestly um it's more in times like this yeah than like off state or on stage that i do that but i change names and try to kind of yeah um, I don't really pull from that, but if I do, yeah, I try to keep it kind of a secret. But if I have like a juicy, but that's the thing, I didn't thing. think it was so obvious, and I always change it. I'm never like a vengeful comedian because I've right. heard pe- I've been in rooms where comedians will talk about their exes with yes. them in the room, knowing everyone in the audience knows no, who they're so talking about. I have been in the room when that goes and on. That's uncomfortable for yes. everyone. It's, well, I it is kind of sometimes comic. fun to watch, who? but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> only because you're like, are they really doing that? <laughs> The but, joke I tell, it doesn't always work. It usually only works when there's gay men in the audience. But I say if there's one thing all gay men love to do, it's to watch something burn. Oh, yes. And I've like, heard this story. I'm I totally into that. <laughs> like, I will watch that shit go down. That's true. But I try to stay away from that because I for I think that 
it's people are watching it for the wrong reasons like it's like train wreck yeah they're not enjoying your comedy it's hater it's yeah hater. so I'm i don't like that the, like i don't have any rules about being like a clean comic and obviously mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like i i don't have any um predispositions to what i like about that but um yeah there is just like getting up there and hating on shit that yeah is, uh, well, having hating on things is okay if there's a punchline but yeah but i i don't like it when people know who i'm talking about and i, I so i stopped doing the joke even though i was like i think it's a good story so maybe one day i'll figure out a time and place to tell it but yeah i mean i won't tell if i know the person's in the room i usually don't tell if it relates to them sure i do that i've been in rooms where someone i was dating my ex-boyfriend but boyfriend at the time would just talk about us having sex and it would bother me but then if it was funny enough i would get over it yeah but if it wasn't funny like an open mic that's rough hearing an open mic joke about you you're like you haven't even worked this out and everyone knows it's about (laughs) me just like the relationship (laughs) i know i'm like at least make your shit tight you know before you bring me into this (laughs) never 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 oh i I have but i just i the way i used to be like i don't want to date a comedian but now i'm like i'm a comedian and i want people to date me well yeah so. <laughs> i don't know there's also not a whole host of like there's also a smaller comics, comedian, gay comics yeah, that's true out there so i you know i'll I, if i were that kind of a person i would have slept through them all already you know what i mean <laughs> it's like i keep my hornets like off radar <laughs> that's probably good to keep it separate but um yeah i don't know i guess i i just end up dating people that are like me and True. they're usually comedians uh i'm such a narcissist that it's like you got to really because i'm phenomenal at wasting yeah. time i'm great at wasting my own time uh-huh. and so if you not you but anyone wastes my time in like kind of an inferior way than i could have yeah it, it makes me nuts and so <laughs> i just plain and simple don't waste a lot of time with people which is probably why i'm 36 and alone oh no <laughs> you're you're 36 and in the spotlight in so my prime yeah you're in, in your you're in your prime my prime but speaking of keeping things separate so you obviously talk about stuff on stage Mm -hmm. but do you have like a confidant in your life like Mm -hmm. if you have like you know secrets or things like that that you want to talk about Mm -hmm. do you do you go to therapy how do you kind of get that off your chest i have not gotten into therapy yet but i am not against it and i would totally be for it or mm-hmm. you know pro it um again not to keep reminding people that i am a narcissist but i'm pretty <laughs> comprehensive in my analysis of myself uh-huh. um i'm really good Did at you I, like personality quizzes mm, i just can i'm i have uh good become good at identifying mm. uh things as they're happening i don't have a problem admitting what an idiot loser poor decision maker <laughs> i am you know uh that being said um yes my best friend maggie uh, lives in austin texas and she's uh kind of the one i mean she tells me all her secrets and hers uh-huh. are crazy so i can't you know what i mean like mine are nowhere near as like adventurous or fun as hers so it's a it's plus she's lived a crazy life so she has a kind of experience to throw back at me yeah um i don't know people tell me secrets all the time so you're like a trust you're like the kind of person people are like i'm gonna trust you and like i'm gonna divulge stuff to i you. think so I, i'm a chatty motherfucker but <laughs> i think in the middle of all that i'm also a really good listener that's good yeah i feel like i'm i'm like people tell me things and i think it's because i don't like drama well i, I don't want to say i don't like drama in that way but yeah. i don't like to be in i don't like to take sides so that's why i think yeah. i end up 
doing the thing where I'm like, well, like, I don't want to be involved, but I'll listen to everything. But I do have opinions. That's the funny thing is <laughs> people tell me things. And I'm like, I'm still judging you. I'm oh, just yeah. going to keep your secret. I keep, I, <laughs> I like to keep secrets. I think there's some, something weird and healthy about that. But I also don't, I keep everyone in the divorce because I think mm. it's, I'm like, you were dumb <laughs> enough to bring that person into my life. You don't get to like, yeah. I mean, of course, unless they've wronged my friend emotionally. True. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely lines that where you're like, you cut someone out. I will say out in Los Angeles, I don't trust people out here just on all <laughs> kinds of levels, you know, like in Texas, I feel like it's, you can relax and be yourself. But yeah. like, I certainly don't tell people ideas I'm having. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. you, you know, just how I feel about people. I mean, I generally It's don't. weird. Every, it's so small in LA. Yeah. Like I didn't, I've, I've noticed that it'll be li- literally something I'll hear in the morning and then I'll get drinks with someone that evening in a different circle and it'll yeah. have already come around. Oh, wow. But you know, obviously with phone and text and stuff, but it's like, all it takes is like three texts and it's viral. It's or, so weird. Yeah. I mean, and, but like what you're saying about like ideas and, th- and like things job related mm-hmm. where I used to not feel like I had to censor myself. Right. I could just talk to my friends candidly if yep. like something exciting was happening. Not that like so much exciting stuff is happening, oh, come on. but little things, you know, you might be like, Oh, I'm going to this audition. Yeah. But now I realize like, I don't talk about any of that don't stuff because it. people are weird. And then they also will like call people and then like try to get in things. Yeah. And They're like, if she got it, I want it. Yeah, and like insert themselves. I, it's I, one of the things where I was just talking cause I'm super chatty mm-hmm. and I like to just relax and, you know, kind of be myself, which is not like, I'm not a comedian that tries to like one up and let's see let's be funny together you know what i mean uh-huh. i just don't do that i don't think you do either but you're funny but you, i know what you mean like sort of like there, it, maybe it's a little more like alpha male it's like a game there's, yeah. there's a lot of like standing around with like m- most, i don't want to be like all straight dudes but like sometimes like <laughs> no, straight, <it> is. <laughs> straight dude comedians where it just becomes riffing and you're like yes. i thought we were gonna hang out i thought we were just now talking we're just making puns about batman like yeah yeah see there's that <laughs> part where you're just having a good time being yourself and then all of a sudden i said something i don't even remember what but some comedian i I'm not like super friends with, but no. Uh, they're like, oh, that's hilarious. Are you going to use that? And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't say anything around Jeez. you. Like, of course I'm going to, what are you going to take the words are out of someone else's it? mouth and, <laughs> and use it? Like, so yeah, oh, scam no. be scammed, man. I are you going to use that? Can I write that down? That's precisely. I thought uh, that was crazy. At least like if they are, they should pay you. It used to be. Duh. I, yeah. I hear like, <laughs> the I hear this like, ur- not urban legend, but if it, like legends. No, mm-hmm. just, um, I've never seen this happen. Myth. It's a myth. But I hear people talk about, I don't know if it's a time thing, like it used to be like this, or I'm just not in these circles, Mm. that people will just buy ideas and jokes off you. Sure. People used to do this where they'd be like, oh, I sold a joke to so-and-so because I said it in a thing. I'm like, I've never seen that happen. Well, I know for a fact because I was at some 4th of July party and someone who was on the, what is it, uh, Bruce Willis celebrity roast roast, um, was there kind of loosely talking. It was before the filming and that comedian, a friend of that comedian sat down right next to me and was like, Hey, I'm doing the roast 200 bucks a joke. If it gets to air, do you want to do it? And just said it out loud like that. I was like, Oh, wow. Cause I write, you know, I think at this level, you know, I write my own stuff. I write your own stuff, but it's old school to have like old TV scripts, you know, you would have your writers, but I'm talking the fifties and the sixties. People would, if they were in a hurry or, you know, didn't have it or spent all their money on a, on a better production or script, you'd buy one off the street. You'd take like a spec script and you'd pay those people once. um, And that's crazy. So I think, and the same for like, I mean, old school, like Milton, Jack Benny kind of shit, like those guys. I never heard about that with spec scripts, but I mean, jokes I've heard because I think that as you get bigger and you're 
touring all the time you don't there is a logistics too you don't have too much time to work on new stuff right. and you probably get sick of it and you sure. want to keep so that makes sense although i mean i hope that i'm always gonna write my own stuff but i'm trying yeah know. i know <laughs> it's i can't remember because i know like uh at roast particularly i mm. think people are definitely like reaching in for other things but all sure. your old comedians i'm like and the old 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 ones all had a team of writers yeah i think joan rivers was one of the few that didn't have that till the end yeah um, that, that makes sense you know? but you know it's a weird uh the smoke screen that we put up um but but you don't do that you write your own jokes yes, and you've got ma'am. great jokes thank and, you you too um and continuing the positive train <laughs> i do like to start every podcast by asking my guests for a good confession because oh, it just yeah. sort of gets people to know you and it's nice do you have something good you'd like to confess what is a good confession for me i never know what's anything good to br- i'm a bad bragger <laughs> something that makes you feel good is it a humble brag yeah humble brag um okay something good that i did that nobody knows about Mm -hmm. is um one time i did do this i was a manager at a restaurant and it was it was a stupid restaurant but it wasn't a super restaurant but people (laughs) came from miles away to go to this place and this wife came and picked up like hundreds of dollars worth of food for like her husband to surprise him and then the poor bitch locked her keys in the car and it was a rental car and so her like (laughs) day was just melting away and it was costing hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get that shit fixed oh no um so then i didn't have these privileges uh but i just erased her credit card stuff because she spent like hundreds of bucks on food i was like your day just turned to shit so i just went blip and technically stole even though my bosses were (laughs) like on behalf cool with that but i was just like i (laughs) feel so because she's just a good wife you know she's just trying to be sweet to her dumb husband who loves barbecue (laughs) and then she you could just see her her embarrassment so i don't know i was like something has to make her feel better and then i did that and i told her i was like so it's going to show up on your credit card thing but it's going to go away like not looking for glory just so she didn't think right robbed her and she started to cry i was just like Aww. oh my god i hate this um job don't you oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but she that was i think that's a good brag i don't that know that's a good brag because it's you doing so, it's like robin hood like, yeah. yeah sorry stacy i owe you <laughs> <laughs> that's that. nice what about you uh oh now you're turning the table nobody's ever asked me that well yeah this is the first time someone's turned around and uh-uh. asked me for a good brag even steven I, <laughs> I don't know i never think of any it's that's I, a harder one it, good yeah one. um I was just uh, back home visiting my family. Where's and, home? In the Bay Area. Okay. And they're in San Jose. And so, and I got to see my grandma and yeah. I always like spending time with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, she does this thing where she'll ask me for, or she'll be like, because she knows I write. And she, I studied screenwriting in college. Ever since college, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to give you ideas for your movies. Oh, like, you so should cute. write this and, and blah, blah, blah. So, what do you call her? Nai Nai. Nai Nai. Yeah. But I used to kind of, when I was younger and she was young, I'd be like oh you know like I got ideas mm-hmm. but she's definitely getting older and she's de- just misses us all the time yeah. so this time when I was back I was like talking to her and just like tell me your ideas I want to mm-hmm. hear your stories and she just was so happy and Hell yeah. so that made me feel good ask them all the questions you gotta yes like, that's true I, I definitely want to sit I want to sit my parents down and like interview them like I want to yeah. record it and I want to just like this and just ask them a hundred thousand questions you um, should I got to do that my, my mom's mom passed away last 
last year, but before mm-hmm. she she started like losing her memory a little bit. So, yeah. but, but I spent more time with her. And before she passed away, I did kind of ask her a lot more questions, and she had so many cool stories mm-hmm. that it's like I can't believe I never never asked you. Like my uncle was passing; he was di- it was really not funny. I mean, he passed away; he had cancer, and Aww. right at the end, it like took forever. We're like, we know you're. Di-. I said goodbye to him several times, Aww. which is a, a gift, you know. But yeah. Like, still, I was like, okay, bye. But then you're like, but this is the last one. Still (laughs) fucking here. Um, But in that time, and this happens a lot. I've been around a lot of death uh, of all varying kinds. But it's like in that time, people are just exchanging so much information. And you're emotional for lots of reasons. But you can be this like sponge. And so, he (laughs) was telling us, I didn't know this. And I've told this a bunch. But I, because I'm from Fort Worth, right? There's like a little rivalry between Fort Worth and Dallas. Uh Uh, I think Fort Worth is a little cooler. Uh, (laughs) And Dallas is just Dallas. But all my family, like generations are from there. And so, my uncle's on his deathbed. And he's talking about a granny Webb, who's my great grandmother. And her husband had a bar in way south Dallas, like the county Uh um, in the... In the old days, like I think it was the 50s, so oh, cool. 40s. And their slogan was that we have the coldest beer in Dallas. And <laughs> my little heart just kind of warmed up. I was just like, Aww. I love that. What a weird, cool Texas twangy thing. And then the bitch made her husband sell it because she woke <laughs> up and Jesus was at the foot of her bed and said, stop taking the working man's money and ma- letting them spend it on alcohol. So she Jeez. Made, right? Oh, man. But that's the story I got out of my uncle. I was like, I looked around the room. I was like, none of you people ever wanted to tell me that story. We had to wait till this guy has 10 seconds left to choke it out of him. Man. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ask your grandparents. Ask your uncle. Ask, ask uncles. Yeah. All, your parents, too. But I feel like the, uh, the people that you grew up with when you were kids, like your uncles and aunts, like mm-hmm. they saw you as kids so they probably didn't think to tell you stories but as an exactly. adult I feel like there's probably really cool it's stuff there. I also once you get people because people love to talk about themselves <laughs> oh, just yeah. across the board and really we're on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it's like once you get them in that rhythm yeah. and asking questions and they like relax shit just starts coming out you know because people don't normally get to do what we're doing I love to ask about because I like looking at relationships a lot and mm-hmm. I feel like um, especially older married people don't always talk about the beginning of the relationship but right. that's where i am now i'm right. like I hope, you know hopefully i'll be there one day in a happy sure. really uh, i don't know time's running out tiktok <laughs> but like i like to think that one day i'll be yeah. there so but i'm at the beginning of it so i like to now as an adult ask about like how'd you guys meet like what mm. were not just the like the lovey-dovey stuff but like you know the fights like what was your first yeah. fights because that stuff's like people sometimes don't talk about it but it's like did you ever think you weren't gonna make it mm-hmm. you could ask don't ask someone who's like just married that but right let it like you know older <laughs> happy <laughs> like people with kids they usually are happy to talk about it right um i mean my grandma the, the one that passed away did get a divorce but like mm-hmm. it's interesting to having her tell me about when my grandpa was wooing her because he yeah. was like very much a womanizer mm-hmm. um i love him but he's uh he was like kind of textbook playboy totally and um but he did love her and but just also was loved whatever loved right. to is, be are they Californians? Um no, they're from Taiwan. Okay. We're, but they were both at so she was telling me about how he would like wooed her and seven he's kind of like more like a like a rich boy about town. Uh, oh yeah. And uh and I then she, the way she was talking about it was like you can see there were still pet twangs of like mm-hmm. the going into that moment. I was like, wow, there's like I see the youth in her yeah, and like man. the like heartbreak. And then at my cousin's wedding, they both were there and they don't talk <sighs> to each other but they, they you know they talk. have a family you know we are we're grandkids are all grown up so that they're civil in mm-hmm. the sense that like they don't they don't hate each other so much they don't 
Do they interact or would they interact? They usually don't. And so it was the first time I really saw them together. And it was interesting to see like how many years have gone by and the way that he interacted around her. Because you could just tell like he hasn't, he didn't have a second family. He just was like a single man and now is an old man and still interacts with his family, but not with her. Yeah. And you can just the way he like... You know, he. You could tell he respected her. Yeah, Yeah, like he was giving her space, and she didn't. They kind of were civil, but it was the kind of thing where you're like, so much time has gone by, and their families have all grown up and are getting married that you're like, now the hate's gone away, and there's this weird like acceptance. It's weirdly you're still connected, even though they were divorced for so long. Uh, Were they divorced? Have they been divorced your whole life? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So it was a very interesting dynamic to see. I just noticed, like, because we keep all the divorcees in the family because we're fucked up. (laughs) Like at Thanksgiving for funerals particularly, Uh and I have there's a family relative and they're old, right? They're in their like seventies, late seventies, and they're not like I think they are now divorced. But at the time, so we're at a funeral and I see my she my aunt and I'm like, hey, how how are you? You Uh know, we're we're sad for other reasons. Sure, and she just went into like, well, my life is falling apart, and did the whole (gasps) thing about that. I was like, God, I would hate to be in a breakup in my (laughs) seventies. That was just because what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? When people are like, there's other fish in no, the sea. And you're dead. like, no. They're <laughs> they rose at the top it's of over. the water. They're floating at the surface. Like, what the fuck are you oh, going to do? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Get a dog, I guess. Like, <sighs> a rich dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog that could take care That's when uh, you need like a really handsome billionaire to like walk into right. your life. Who's like yeah. also really old, but is a billionaire. Yeah. Well, yeah, at that age, I feel like maybe you're not really looking to settle down. You it's already like did. At a certain point. Oh, right. <laughs> like, I am settled. That's right. You're like, I'm in my life. Um, do you want to hear a listener email? Yes, I love that. Cool. Well, we sometimes get emails. So if you guys ever want us, us to read your email on the uh, podcast, you could just email us at tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. Um, this is actually... It's not really necessarily asking for advice, but we give advice. But I here's like a, it basically it's a confession, so people confess. Mm. So here's the, the email. I won't say the name. Uh, they I just send their real name. Well, I don't know if they send their real names, but I also generally just don't read the names because sure. unless they ask me to, which nobody has. Um, I just listened to your porn episode with Caitlin Durante, and it inspired this confession. Mm. I'm in a relationship with a guy, and I identify as bi, but I only watch lesbian porn. My boyfriend and I don't have sex as often as as, uh, definitely he wants, and as often as I think we should, and sometimes I wonder if I'm just gay. I came out to my family as gay, but then started dating my boyfriend, and now I just tell them I was wrong because I'm bi. Mm. But maybe those years of thinking I was gay was right? Anyway, something to work out in therapy, but I've never told anyone this. Look at Thanks that. Thanks for the outlet. Yeah, I love that. This is interesting because I almost went through this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how old you are. So 36. It, uh, 36. Oh, me or the, oh, you, the person. The, the person right So I know you're 36. <laughs> I listened when you said it. No, the listener, I don't um, know how old she is because... You know, I mean, it, it does make it... If you're, like, very young... There's a young, generation gap in, in queerness right now. For sure. Like, I think I went through this when I was... in My senior year of college, I was, like, questioning. And mm-hmm. so, I was, like... Oh, in a junior year, I started questioning. And senior year, I was, like, I think I'm gay. But I was still a virgin. So, mm-hmm. there's all this stuff where I was, like, I'm not even having any sex. Right. <laughs> and then my first boyfriend... Or my first person I dated was a boy. So, then I was, like, I guess I'm... I guess I'm just that's all that yeah but it, it went back and after him I then went back to being like I think I'm gay because then I did have like more intense crushes and mm-hmm. wanting to date women 
and then I met the next guy I dated and I fell for him. And then that's after that, I was like, I'm just by like, yeah. I'm not going to try to figure this out. But it's, I don't know if this person's going through the, it is the same thing. Like you could be gay, mm. you could be bi, it, you know, you got to find that out on your own. But I also think it's okay to be with the guy and not have that much sex with him. If you guys are enjoying the relationship and yeah. you're getting something out of it, there's no right or wrong amount of sex. I mean, true. Unless someone's like, O- openly discussing or putting weird pressure yeah. on the relationship of he saying something about it. The problem, I'm like I say, I'm from the '90s where like a it, you like it was illegal to say you're gay, but if you say you're bisexual, people don't believe you. People are just like you're gay. They don't believe you. Yeah. And I used to identify that I am very label less. I yeah. prefer like just. To I be, say queer more I'm now. Big but... into queer because a it's a it's an old fashioned slur. You know what I mean? It was a mean. <laughs> I word. know. I just can't. I remember when I, even when I was a kid, you yeah. can't couldn't say that queer was weird. I re, I was in a band with a lesbian, and she used queer to refer to like us and and mm-hmm. you know kind of artistic things. And I remember thinking that was a strange, <laughs> but I, it's it's so inclusive. Sure. Um, even though I know people need to people need to know how to identify themselves. Yeah. Mostly for other people, um, but it's hard to. You feel like when you're bisexual, you need an answer, and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's an ebb and flow. So you're never yeah. going to have a concrete answer. Like for me, right. it's who's in the room, what I do, you know what I mean? It's very environmental for me. Yeah, I think so. And I think, but I do relate to wanting to define it because especially Mm -hmm. if you're in your early, it sounds like she might be a little younger, like in her early twenties. I don't know. That's true. But, um, if you are in your early 20s, that's a time when you're figuring out who you are anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I think there is an there is a desire to be like, I'm here so I can now go to this group. Like, if, right. you know, I remember being like, I want, if I'm gay, I'm just going to like now hang out with the lesbians and uh-huh. go to the gay bars. Right. But you Let's can also just... Started. Yeah, but you just do what you are doing. Like, yeah. I, I thought, I felt weird about being very much in the straight culture. Like, I was in a sorority mm-hmm. and I did all that. And then the older I got, the more people I already knew started coming out so i'm like you know right. we were there all along yeah you know I mean, <laughs> it's not like i have to go in and out of one group like they we are there like sure. we're in every group <laughs> coexisting i just always feel like it's a it's i think that's the hardest place to be i mean there's so many different things on the spectrum but it's like because uh for my money i've always felt people other people needed identifiers, not me. Sure. People need to know where to place me so they can understand mm-hmm. it or just move on or whatever that classification is. Yeah. So when you're saying bisexual, A, whenever you identify yourself sexually, it usually leads to more questions. That's not right. news, right? Uh, but that one is such a like head spinner for people because like <laughs> straight guys cannot understand why gay guys don't love pussy. They just <laughs> can't get it. And I mean that. Like the female anatomy, women, they, like to them it's just this blind dog Uh they don't get it um and i understand that but it's the same thing so when you confuse it even more where you're like so sometimes you like it they're (laughs) like that makes even less sense uh to like some fucking it's weird it's it's all kind of a little bit to the the male perspective because for guys i think when you say if a guy says they're bi the bias is that people think oh he's probably gay gay. right but the bias for women when they say they're bi Mm -hmm. is like Oh, well, they're just doing the girl stuff for the attention, right. but they're really actually into dicks. It's the hot lesbian thing that mm-hmm. like gives it a little bit more of a pass, even though I think lesbian culture is more subversive than gay culture. Gay culture is like kind of popular right now, which yeah. is kind of insulting. <laughs> you know, like RuPaul's Drag Race, I mean, that's oh, a yeah, huge mainstream. fan. But there's no drag king 
anything like that's true anything um and it, i think some of that goes back to having to be secretive and yep. um and finding this because it used to be sort of underground and totally. it's a place to which i'm kind of informative into, like i like yeah, remember that. when it was a secret <laughs> yes i'm kind of into the like i mean it's good don't <laughs> go back to the closet no no, no. It, it, you know it made it more exciting you know yeah. that kind of element of like you're not supposed to do this sure yeah mm. there is an well I, yeah i mean i think i, I i'm like joking about it when yes. i'm like why is everyone buying now but i'm like yeah no great fine everyone's buy. like well, great <laughs> to me it's the same thing because now i okay like i was at a fem i mean i am a feminine man but growing up it was like i was a little girl that's what got uh-huh. me busted was like getting pushed around and you know and and uh you know whatever uh insult bullied you might say uh and that was like that was the problem yeah uh, was uh just being that um, it wasn't even about like sexuality or anything like that. It's it how you're just, acting. Right. And it's, um, there's this old, I don't even know. It's like about MGM and the old fucking studios a hundred years ago. And this old movie dame lady, mm-hmm. uh, she goes, uh, far, they're just talking about like Rock Hudson and stuff. And they're like, far too many people concentrate on what gay men do. <laughs> and like, she's talking about anal. Like, that yeah. is the thing that even though straight people are super into it, uh, that's the <laughs> that's thing. True. You know what I mean? Because lesbians. They're so obsessed. It, it involves anal as Ugh. well, but it's just not on the, it's not the first thing on the list. Yeah. Uh, and so that is the number one thing people's brains go to. Sure. I yeah. don't know. Don't get me started. Watch right. a Ricky Lake episode from the 90s. Ricky Lake. And you'll oh know how. God. far we've come just from the identifying anything from the, watch anything that was on tv in the 90s right um but anyway speaking of yes. do you have anything you'd like to tell me <gasps> a secret oh wait i already forgot what it was but i said i was gonna oh, what was it it was a good one. Oh yeah what's the secret <laughs> something i've never told so at my this is a strange one but while we're on the topic um i, I had a babysitter okay uh that we would go to after school she was just a mom right oh, okay. she, had, she had kids um and she was r- really funny she would watch like she would lock us in this playroom right <laughs> while she'd watch days of our lives okay. that was it like for an hour it was like <laughs> don't knock on the door y'all are on your own because she wanted to watch her stories and stuff and there was a whole host of kids there different days right but mm-hmm. we were there like monday through friday and this is like first or second grade so somewhere around there was like eight ish nine ish years old um and there was the there, so my sister was there you know okay. kids my age younger than me it's like a daycare situation totally. but she out of her house big mm-hmm. yard you know all that kind of shit but there was this one i can't remember what day of the week but one day it was just me and this other kid we'll call him brandon um <laughs> and i don't know who started it i don't have a memory of this uh of who, where why how which it began mm-hmm. but we used to make out hard core as like, eight-year-old yes me wow. and this little boy i mean we were the same age um so we would wait for that bitch <laughs> to lock us in that thing right for the days of our lives because we knew we had an hour oh my god off. so we would just be kids and play games but it would be like i'm the wife and he's the husband oh you know what i mean how you make it how did you know how to make out we just kissed that was like all we were <laughs> doing was just like like swapping just like tongues kissing. But he was the butch and I was the like femme and I have no idea where those roles assumed or why we even knew to like 
do that. Uh huh. It's one of the strangest memories I have. But we, it was like whatever Tuesdays at one o'clock. It was on. <laughs> we were just like so in love with each other. Aww. And then as ch- childhood goes, like he just like moved or something, and just like wasn't back at that daycare again. And I couldn't be like, "Where's Brandon? Where's Brandon? Where's my husband?" Yeah, like I couldn't <laughs> do that. But I've I've never told my parents that because it's a strange thing to be like, "I was a child making up right." Because I think you probably didn't understand at the time what was going on. Um, I think we were like secret boyfriends. Did you know? Yeah, like how much understanding of like not necessarily sexuality, but just I feel like in second grade, all I really I didn't know how to kiss or anything. How much like understanding of like love and romance did you have? Nothing. So it was really just from this visceral place. Totally. Because never like after that in my school and high school and stuff like that was I was dating girls and it was a Mm -hmm. girlfriend and that was it. And like I have memories of that. You had a girlfriend in high school? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it didn't... like for some reason it wasn't this huge red flag of like well what about that it was just <laughs> this thing that I did you know what I mean because uh-huh. like there was some other neighborhood girl who made out with everybody um, when we were like 10 so that was also going on you know like just spin the bottle kind of stuff yeah, um, I feel like it's to a certain degree it's normal I f- we put so much shame on kids experimenting right. but we do I have to as adults kind of like put some boundaries obviously because you know if someone <clears throat> they don't understand consent and if right. somebody is we exploring and yeah. somebody doesn't want it right. it could be a, a trauma- traumatic but we knew not to get caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you, it was consensual and you're both having fun. Yeah. But we knew that if we got, we would get in trouble for it. <laughs> like, I don't know where that came from either. I wonder you know if it mean? came from watching Days of Our Lives. It very well could like, have been. We were like, hmm, what's that thing that she's watching? Oh, they're I, making out. So, I have an aunt, <laughs> not the other aunt I was telling you about. And she lived with us for like a month, a hundred years ago. And I was in kindergarten and kindergarten was like a half day, right? So, you mm-hmm. have the morning class. Or the, I was the morning class. So, my parents were at work. <clears throat> my aunt was at home. And she pick me up from kindergarten at like 11 30 uh-huh. uh take me home and she she's a chef so she'd make me these like brilliant uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, and we would watch the young and the restless together <laughs> uh and kindergarten what you're five six, right somewhere in there and um i distinctly remember one of the storylines was because it's a week long you know what i mean like one yeah. storyline lasts forever and it was a kind of a dream sequence um, of a woman who was locked in this like oh. bedroom, right? Whoa. But it was dreamy, you know. It was like sure. a, kind of surreal to set, and so there's fog and shit like that. And she's she's in a flowy white thing, <laughs> and she's just trying to get out. Uh, and this handsome man is keeping her captive. <laughs> and I just remember kind of wanting that. Sure. Like I want to be lost in a lovely bedroom of fog Aww. and have some handsome man. There is like a I do think there's a visceral thing that kids relate to because I think I don't know if I had I didn't watch soap operas but I definitely can relate to like very young like it's not a necessarily being turned on but like a titillation you know it's an attraction yeah because, there yeah. there was definitely like a like some sort of feeling when i um uh watched like the idea of forbidden love that was mm-hmm. a big thing and so or being like captive yes. prisoner princesses yes, yes, yes. things like that so i think that's a I think that's like an innate thing that we have. Well, as if we were just a kids and playing a game, you know, just mm-hmm. playing make-believe or whatever, I was also always the victim. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm kidnapped. I'm like, no, you got kidnapped last time. Like, it's going to be somebody, you know what I mean? So, I think that also just the narcissistic, <laughs> like, like attention me. thing. Right. I think that also feeds into it. Um, what is your secret confession? My, I, yeah, this is about you. you. Right now if this you is about you. Is that um, a good one? I'm trying that's to a great one. Well, I can like tell that. you something that's related to that. I'm trying to 
think I've tipped I two porter shitters and I feel real guilty about that. <laughs> that's well, I don't think I've I don't think actually so I was just talking about this um, with another friend the other day about sort of like uh, early on being in the closet stories, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of that when I was young because I being bi like I would get crushes on girls, but my mom actually told me that people uh everyone likes women until they turn 18 so i really which is not true that is a really (laughs) what (laughs) that's what she said she said i mean she may have phrased it a little differently but basically i think once i asked her about it and she was like well i don't think she meant to squash me sexually like experimentally i think she really believes it that and and maybe she also likes women Uh maybe that's where it comes from um mom if you're listening to this i think she does listen to this but i don't know you can correct me mom <laughs> right? No. <laughs> but I do because I think she meant like women are like the sex appeal or what's the like right. the peacocks of the Absolutely. Uh, the humans. Um and that's not quite right, but it made sense to me at the time. So every time I had a crush on girl, I would just be like, "Well, I'm not 18, it's so it doesn't okay. mean anything." Oh, we see this. Okay, I just did a college <laughs> show in uh, basically Springfield, Massachusetts, somewhere uh-huh. like uh, two weeks ago. <clears throat> it was an all female college, which was great. The mm-hmm. audience was so much fun. I could just say anything. It was like the, one of the most fun I've ever had uh, at one of those shows. And at the end, um, and this happens because it's like the n- first thing I ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I haven't done a lot of college shows, but they send you to the middle of nowhere. Uh, and the number one thing I ask is like, are y'all cool with gay people? Because the, <laughs> the student body can be, but there will be people. Sure. I'll be the first gay person they've ever met, you oh, know, wow, or yeah. whatever. So, this girl, she's at the back of the room. She's like the uh, person taking names for people coming in, you know. She's like, <laughs> uh-huh. and the whole time, she's like arms in the air and having a great time. And she came up. She's 19. Uh, she identifies as a lesbian and she's like half it's all women there's a lot of gay people here but there's just a lot of bigotry and stuff and you know Uh she's like thank you you're a breath of fresh air blah 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 and she's 19 and she's doing um she wants her studies to be about the psychological trauma that Mm -hmm. um that teens and you know basically kids go through and how that plays out psychologically later. Oh, yeah. And she's 19 and she's talking about this. I'm 36. I will always <laughs> say I'm 36. But she's, like, I, she's like, I feel like a late bloomer. I was like, oh, me too. Because there are these yeah. uh, kind of normal passageways, rites of passage, you know, tropes of life that you get to kind of just take for granted. Well, we go through it later because right. you start after you discover something about yourself. You don't even get to be in your full identity because mm-hmm. acting, reacting now naturally to like um attraction sure and muting that is a strange thing to do to yourself and i'm super guilty of it but to to switch the wiring yeah on something that is so visceral and and natural is a, is a is a mind fuck and it, i don't think people really get that that it's a small move you know what i mean yeah but Not you have to censor pretty, yourself a little right. bit but then you then you start doing it naturally right it's weird well it makes me wonder because i was a little bit of a late bloom like i didn't lose my virginity till my senior year of college and i didn't really i have i guess i had my first kiss in high school which is kind of normal yeah. but it felt later than sure. some of my friends and i always felt like I was like out there flirting and I wasn't like an ugly kid not that it matters but, but like I always felt like something was blocking me and I sure. never knew what it was and I wonder if in a way I was kind of like stopping myself like mm-hmm. maybe it was that I was suppressing being interested in uh, girls and and then like I but I would get these intense crushes on guys mm-hmm. 
but in a way i think i went for like guys unavailable like unhealthy situations um don't know if that is anything to do with my sexuality (laughs) or something else but (laughs) if someone told me i felt i fall for people with accents in fact i was romancing with (laughs) did brandon have an accent oh my god no he was well he had a texas twang that blonde hair so do you think your parents ever knew so i have really wanted to ask them because they were sort of friends. The lady went to like our church and stuff like that. But I feel like I would have heard about it or because mm. there were other things in my life that they tried to kind of like, I got to a certain age, like you need to start hanging out with boys, you know, instead of girl, you know, to like curb the, the uh-huh. feminism or whatever else. So, I, I, Lord knows. I don't know. Is it, Brandon, do you know anything about him now? Is he out? I didn't know his, I didn't know his, because we were just kids. We didn't go to the same school. Yeah. Um, That's so, so interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that um, about him. But I would love to because it's one of those things is like, I, please let him be like a drag queen or just uh-huh. like so out and loud. Just fucking like. <laughs> it's literally one of those. It's funny though too because I think that's like, like it sounds like it was pretty positive overall. Maybe yeah. you were confused at the time but now, you know, it makes sense. But it is funny to think in the in the broad picture of a babysitter like yes. literally like <laughs> their parents worst nightmare for not, not even gender wise just in sure. general if your kid is somewhere uh, supposedly being watched yes. and then the person and they're just watching Days of Our Lives and your kid just making out <laughs> for an hour. But like, what, even if it was a guy and a girl, just be like, right. like that is like not what a babysitter well, is supposed to do. Like, so I caught your son. Like, we're how right. you? You're going to lose your job, <laughs> you know, if that goes on. That's so funny. But it's, I also think it's funny because she had three daughters uh-huh. and the middle one, my like crushes when I was a kid were always like, the girl who just, and I don't know how this relates, but the girl who looked like she made straight A's. Whether or not uh-huh. she did, you know, but usually blonde and just sure. kind of like very plain. Sure. Just generic was my like thing. And so, the middle daughter was that girl um, out, of the, out of the three sisters. And I had a major crush on her. Like uh-huh. there was one, I was bothering her one day and she's like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to kiss you. And I remember my brain being like, yes. But I couldn't, you know, I had to be Aww. like, no, I don't want it. But that was at the exact same time. Uh, wow, play your player well i wasn't cornering her i, the, <laughs> I think because i wanted to be like i wanted to be the the, uh, the girl yeah. you wanted to be the one caught yeah so absolutely. you're both running away from each other <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why it probably never happened i kind of played the boy role i had a crush in second grade on a boy mm-hmm. who was very feminine and i would bring him cookies <sighs> so cute and then one time i made my mom buy extra because she had bought snacks for the whole uh class and then i hid one of them and gave it to him so he would have extra yeah <sighs> i gave him an entire pack like <laughs> like it was a pack of like a dozen that she bought Somebody for the class I, my girlfriend in the fifth grade who's my best friend and Audra, she I love her. She lives down in Texas still. And she um brought me a gift like almost every day. Aww. It would and I brought her nothing. nothing. <laughs> she was stuffed and like I must be wooed. Yeah. I mean it was just I think she thought that's we've talked about it since we good porch buddies. And she's just like, that's what I thought boyfriends and girls we certainly weren't like dating. You know, we were uh-huh. like in the fifth grade. So she would just show up to school and I had a gift. Like that's every, so cute but that does is like i feel like it traditionally is reversed but i'm like whatever was, i like to give gifts so yeah, it's, i felt suffocated <laughs> you're like get away <laughs> from a lot me. of pressure the weird okay so here's a weird thing one of the girls i like liked when i was in elementary school who's like the popular girl and mm-hmm. uh i 
found out she's now out but married love it beautiful she was always beautiful but she's yeah. beautiful married to another beautiful woman i think wow. they live in paris and they very much what? have a photo like picture perfect like Ugh. model life and i'm like them. and yeah she has her short hair short now mm-hmm. and she was like the blonde pretty popular girl yep, but yep, yep. now she's still that but now like definitely like they look like a hot lesbian couple oh, i love it and i'm like wow you were gay this whole uh-huh. time like what the heck Fantasy. this <laughs> like, one kid we were and i didn't think this was true i thought this was like a huge stereotype right because uh-huh. it's like i mean i had my handful of like people being dicks to me in those days but there was this one kid he was in our little group of friends you know he was um a, a buddy and then just one summer you know you don't see someone for a summer and then you know, everybody comes back to school and like someone has a different haircut uh-huh he came back so bro this is the late 90s <laughs> right so like eminem pop collar uh eminem inspired Lacoste. a lot of angry white kids for oh, okay. no reason <laughs> no reason for these kids yeah, what to are be they so mad about him. their mom's making spaghetti it was it was safe suburbia <laughs> this is not eight mile shit you know what i mean uh-huh. so they had there was misplaced anger but it was all these frosted Oh God! To, you know, spiky oh, I like that though. When I was young, well, it was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> I was on the receiving end of a lot of shit, so I, that was it was enemy number one. Anyway, so this kid showed up the next year in that category. He was like <gasps> just jinko jeans and big baggy pop collar, you know, uh-huh. pictures. I'm totally dating myself. And what are those stupid the balls? Right? Yes, the, the chain. Yeah, there's something like it's like right around your neck. Yeah. Um, and he was just a dick to me. He was still friendly Ugh. with everybody in the group, but not like wouldn't even talk to me. Like didn't wow. even, no engage. Um, and lo and behold, <laughs> like 10 years later, we're at the village in Dallas, which is a really fun gay bar. And there he is. Oh my God. With a boyfriend and a list. Oh and my like, God. You did not have a list <laughs> when I knew you. But that son of a bitch apologized to me. Maybe he was. Do you think it was, he was mean to you because he knew? That's what I don't know. But he did apologize and he, he like. St- thought out loud about it but he didn't say just that he just thought i think it was because i was afraid or whatever that you would figure it out yeah but mind you this is like a texas gay bar there's like throbbing lights and shirtless gay (laughs) men and he's you know trying to have this kind of real moment but so funny yeah i thought stuff like that was um i think that must happen more often than like i haven't looked up everyone from my elementary school and high school but i'm sure a lot the people that I because if you feel something it t- I think it tends to be Trust more you. mutual yeah Trust I think we cat. have some sort of intuition like whenever okay. I've had a crush on someone I think it's coming from just internally but mm-hmm. usually you're picking up on a vibe Trust your gut so I will say really fast last night, I'm so excited and probably by the t- mm-hmm. airing of this podcast it'll be over but um, there, <laughs> I last night, the Englishman last night he was so Ooh. handsome and he was this DJ and I just <gasps> remember I was like I want to go talk to I was talking to some friends you love accents I was like I do and <laughs> I think it's because someone analyzed it and said that i like accents because it sounds like they're gonna leave me <laughs> oh my go god over. that's dark <laughs> but i know i was like talking to my friends i was like i really want to go introduce myself to that dj but i'm some old hag and then i turned around and goes i, I really want to meet you i was like oh my, oh my god gosh. you got his number oh yeah Ooh, i hope it works out flirting like gentlemen all day and my whore ass was like ready to make out like last night <laughs> djs man i gotta watch out for them uh he's he yeah he's interesting he doesn't look like a dj that would like date the stripper you know those okay DJs. oh <laughs> I don't, but I can picture it now. The yeah. way you say that, I'm like, They're, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now. I used to wait tables at a fancy steakhouse, uh-huh. and all kinds of people would come in. But there was he was a great tipper, nice guy, uh, and he was just the DJ that dated the oh, stripper. God. So he'd always bring in some girl from the club, you know, that like worked at the club. They'd have like a five o'clock meal because they had to go to work. It's um, funny to see. Yeah, I worked at restaurants too. It's funny to see like what the certain 
people who always regulars that come in but with a different person every time and you're like this person this is their favorite place this is the date place (laughs) my friend Kristen had she managed some dumb restaurant for a while and it was tucked away in this little neighborhood and I lived like a block away so I just come in for lunch and she would she managed it right so she'd just sit down with me and watch me get hammered and occasionally get up and work Uh, but she was like you see this guy coming in right over here she was like I was like and uh, a redheaded lady's gonna come in and meet him in like 10 minutes (laughs) this redheaded lady came in and was like they're having an affair Um, wow this is where they like meet up that's so funny i think their affair was mostly like dating oh like not just like like, on dates fucking yeah like we're gonna well i guess that's nice well never mind don't cheat yeah don't cheat (laughs) but also like (laughs) if you're gonna cheat like do it well don't be a gentleman yeah no i don't know that's almost worse double lives well you know i've got this is too long of a conversation to really get it but i'll just say it real quick which is i've been thinking a lot about it because i've Mm. used i hate cheaters and i really can't stand it because i'm insecure but i think i think some of it's my own issues (laughs) that i some of it's the cheaters issues but i think a lot of how it makes me feel is my own issues that i need to deal with because if i really was uh secure i could just be like well that's not for me and walk away Right. But it gets to me at a core where I really feel like destroyed and yes. I shouldn't let it because it's not about mm. me. And I, and I'm starting to believe that there are people in the world who cheat and hopefully they'll find their road to being openly poly. Maybe yes. that's more for them. Correct. They're not there yet. But, uh, for those people, I think, um, there's someone out there for them that it'll work for. We'll let it and happen. So that's why I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just think, the reason I feel bad is because I haven't dealt with my own issues of insecurity. Well, I i mean, personally, I would... It's... I'm a big fan of, like, not ghosting, but fucking vanishing. You oh, know what I mean? No. It's like, you don't want this. I don't this, like that. Oh, you know? oh, after you've been wrong. Correct. That's fine. Yes, yes, yes. I thought so. just in the middle of a good the good oh, thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, if I'm, like, if someone, like, offends me as it... Like, I can forgive you, but I'm also, like, poof, you mm-hmm. know, see you later. And that's, like... I mean, I have, I am not in a sense of like being the other person Uh um, and that does not make me proud by any means. Like that's shit from my twenties, but like it's, I don't have a lot of regrets, but those are some of the regrets. Who the fuck do I think I am? But it's hard because it doesn't always start where you know, and then you get connected to someone and then they lead you on. And But that has put that activity has put Mm -hmm. it in my brain that a, I don't deserve, you know, Mm -hmm. or or I should expect for mm. that to happen to me because I was that person a couple times um, because I would show you the door. You know what I mean? Right. I, my trust issues are so bad <laughs> that I know I would never let that. Like I would never believe you when you said you were out of town. Going to right. Says the, the person who says you want an accent so they can leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just would have a really hard time uh, feeling like that person wasn't even having that thought of yeah, not enjoying me. I feel the same way, but I've come into a new conclusion, which is because I try to forgive now, but I'm like, mm-hmm. it's my right to forgive you. It's not your right to be forgiven because mm-hmm. I don't really think sometimes cheaters move along thinking like, well, get over it. But I'm well, like, it's not your right. They're- but I can and I will. And that's because I don't want to live with hate. But like, right. it's not your right to ask for it. I just don't want to feel duped. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I never want to be at a party that I wasn't invited to or the host would rather me. You know what I mean? I don't sure. want That makes me feel stupid. Yeah. And so, it's more about that feeling of kind of like, oh, you made a fool out of me. But here's the thing. 
you're probably thinking you're being made a fool of more than anybody else's word. Yeah. I mean, and that's, a, it's a self-confidence thing for sure. Cause I don't think people, cause I, I mean, I've been cheating on it. I've been lied to it, And I think <laughs> I used to think they're doing it to trick me. Like they're like, ha ha, uh-huh. I'm going to trick Teresa. Uh-huh. But the more I, and my fault for staying with people like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then I have to dissect, why am I staying with this person who's constantly lying to me? Mm-hmm. I realize like they do care about you and they want you there. And that's why they're lying. Right. Doesn't justify. I don't think they should do it but it's not coming from this place of like i can't wait to trick her yeah it's coming from a place of like i am insecure and think i'm gonna lose this thing and mm-hmm. so i need a lie and get around it so i can Fuck do this up. and do this too mine was with a woman which was even sh- more shocking oh, because wow. it was like i mean i the woman was cheating mm-hmm, and i did a number on myself like i never thought that would be me mm-hmm. i didn't think that that was something i i was capable of doing or that you were the other person with the woman or the woman was cheating on you Oh, I was uh, I was the third person. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were the, the other woman. I was the other woman, yes. <laughs> but um, it was like, it was a mind fuck because I didn't know that I could do that. And like I said, I was like, I'm anticipating a husband coming and kicking my ass at oh any my minute, God. you know, and deservedly so. But it was, they, because I had to like break it down. Like I, it only, it was like a one-time thing, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was a year of me fucking freaking out about what sure. I had done. So I finally had to like, and it was a strange relationship where I could like still talk to her. Uh, and it was just, she was like, we, they don't have an arrangement, but they are uh-huh. both just in this mode where like, she's mm-hmm. getting hers and they she don't hopes, talk about it. She said she hopes he's getting his. And oh I was like, my that God. fucking breaks my heart. Jeez. Cause now I feel like such an ass. I mean, I did already, but I was like, now <laughs> I feel sorry for him and you don't, you know, yeah. like that made me feel, uh, kind of cheap and stuff. I've been on the end when I was younger where I would date guys that I thought were interested in me and then they admit that they had a girlfriend and want to keep dating me and then I'd have to be like no bitch yeah. but I told a guy off and it was like one of the most satisfying things because he it. actually was someone I worked with no. a long time ago when I was like in a not even in comedy um, and so it was already scandalous yes. but I and it, but we had been flirting for so long that I was like it's finally happening I thought we were gonna date because yeah. I was dumb and then sure. uh, then it turned out he had a girlfriend and and then he and I go, oh, sorry, I didn't know. And I thought I was the one like flirting with the guy, yeah, thinking we hooked up. And then he got a girlfriend, yeah. But he goes, no, no, it's cool. I still want to see you. And then I and then I went off on him. Of I was course, like, I'm not trying to be a side chick. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you think this is, I but I can't believe you lied to me. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a side chick. I'm a main dish. Yes, um, fight for it. <laughs> and then hard. I had to see him at work, and I was like, let him have it. Bye. I'm all about scaring men. And then you just go sit at your desk. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I, it's hard, <laughs> gay men, because there's well a life is just different now because Mm -hmm. there's apps and it's okay to be gay or more okay to be like a gay man but there's like this like grinder scruff all of it you know Mm -hmm. it encourages uh open relationships sure because then you're on the app more (laughs) well yeah but like that is a thing of gay culture especially when you haven't been allowed to get married for yeah eternity uh, but in that it's like how do you find like it's difficult for me to find a relationship that's not we're intimate but also there's all these yeah. other people coming into this because that's a mind fuck i think it's about trust because you know you want to feel right. like you are on a i think i think of it like you want to be on a boat with your partner right but you should always be allowed to go off and swim if you want to <gasps> 
but you don't ever want to feel like you're drowning or somebody yep. is going to leave you and not come back. Yep. And so, yep. as long as you yep. feel like you're in it together, like you should be allowed to go explore. This is what therapy should be like. <laughs> I've never been to therapy until this today. This is exactly like therapy. I'm, I would make a great therapist. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I'm really glad you shared that story. Thank you. I usually play a game. I didn't really write a multiple choice game, but I kind of thought it'd be fun to play Would You Rather. Ooh, They're I a little bit it. more open-ended. Yeah. Do you want to play? Of course. Okay. They're just, uh, they're all kind of loosely around confessions and secrets. Mm. Okay. So, would you rather everybody can read your mind or you can read everybody else's Ooh, mind? I want to read everybody else's mind. Okay. Yeah. You? I, so I used to be like, I want to read minds, but I kind of feel like everyone reading my mind would be kind of cool because yeah. then I don't have to think. Like, Whoa. I'm always telling the truth. I never, cause I'm always like, I want people to know yep. what I want all the time when I'm mad. Like, oh, yeah. So I kind of feel like I'd go that. Whereas like I need a burger and then someone mm-hmm. brings you a burger. Whereas if everybody, if I can read everyone else's mind, I have the responsibility to like cater to everybody's needs. Right. Or I don't know. I feel like I want to, um, yeah, I want, I, I, I don't want people to, there's a book called mute message down under it's, mm-hmm. put, it's in the fiction section, but the lady who wrote it long story short, she is uh, in Australia working to bring like Aboriginal children into civilization. Oh, cool. So the Aborigines kidnap her to be like, Hey, just so you know, uh, this is what you're trying to erase. And so they show her their tribal ways uh-huh. and there's like, they're dying off intentionally because oh, right? they're dying tribe. There's like 90 of them, but they're telepathic. Um, and in, in that people will like hang a left all of a sudden 90 people turn left in the middle of the desert or they can feel the desert floor for oh vegetation and the right. Yes. Uh, there's a story in there about how one guy goes off hunting there over here. The shaman falls to his knees, uh, because, um, he's getting a message from the dude. The dude killed a kangaroo, but it's too heavy for him to get back. Can he cut the tail off and leave that meat behind? This is real? Yes. Uh, And then sure enough, hours later, here comes this dude with a kangaroo with the tail cut off. And they're telepathic because they're a tribe and they don't have secrets. Oh my god. There's no mental They're just on the same block. Yeah. Well, they're in survival mode. They're out in the yeah. in the bush, you know. Wow. So they collectively they don't have a life of keeping secrets. That's from each other so their brains are open to tele- telepathy that makes sense because you're keeping you're blocking yourself out when you, you put keep the secrets. you're on. the one who's like this shouldn't get out right that's very interesting i gotta check that out okay would you rather have a secret power that everybody thinks you're lying about or <laughs> everybody thinks you have a secret power but you're actually a fraud <laughs> well what is my secret power because then i could prove it i want to have i don't want to be powerless so yeah i want to have the secret power and people but everyone don't believe thinks me. you're a fraud okay would you rather feel angry when everyone else is happy or feel happy when everyone else is sad so you can't be happy when everyone's happy or you can't be angry you can't be sad when everybody's happy i would be happy when everybody's sad i would do that i think i am anyway so you just like get (laughs) great news the best that you get your comedy central special (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at funerals that would be great i was actually very fun on 9-11 i was was (laughs) i was that's the poll quote i was fun on (laughs) 9-11 i was cracking them up that day Oh good. no, it's good. Humor is a great relief. Yeah, so that's we true. Need it. Um would you rather have uh, would you rather revenge or have an undo button? So like I guess like have really good revenge or oh. would you rather have an undo button? Ooh. Oh, that's good. I think revenge is negative. I think mm-hmm. it is ooh, but it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm 
I guess, fuck, that's a hard one. Um, mm-hmm. Undo just because there's only a few things, as previously mentioned, in my life that I would, would love to have just deleted. Because mm-hmm. everything else, I'm like, well, I learned something or I whatever, you know, I right. <clears throat> built me up or something. So, my undos are pretty limited I, mm-hmm. and I feel good about that. Um Except, you know, for a few things. So, maybe the revenge thing. Okay. It's more diabolical. It's fun and then you move forward. Yeah. yeah it's, I would rather kind of like, it's fun to fuck with people. I feel like for me, it's undo, but only because I used to think like I'd be like, I want revenge in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I almost got too good at it where I'd like get to the point where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting the revenge and this person's hurting. You need then, to. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Be that person. And I remember how much I was hurting. I'm like, I can't do that. Uh, before Roseanne was a crazy racist, um, she used to be she used to just blog uh-huh. all day long and it was this weird stream of consciousness stuff and it was more based on meditation and oh. things i'm telling you it was it was like in the bush administration years. but she uh she would constantly say do not react like when shit's coming huh. you know what i mean it's like a meditation like do not and it's not don't defend yourself but it's like don't uh donate that energy to yeah okay but also i i want to change my answer now because my favorite bjork song is called undo oh okay and she's literally writing a like a love song about clicking undo on your life interesting no you already answered so (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i think that oh okay here's the uh did i ask this one okay here's the here's the last one Mm -hmm. okay would you rather uh, have a partner that always lies to you or never be able to lie to your partner? Um, I don't ever want to lie to my partner, I guess. Yeah. That's good. I think that's good. It's, but these are just like philosophical things. I'm taking it so Super seriously. extreme. <laughs> no, I think it's... Uh, I mean, I, it, would you rather... It's always funny because I'm like... The answer's always somewhere in the middle. But um, but yeah, I think the... I don't know. The, not ever being able to lie. I'm like, I don't want to lie. But also, sometimes... You, you can't like white lie either. <laughs> yeah, there's like a surprise birthday party that you don't want yeah, to spoil. Yeah, you can't. You know, or there's cyanide <laughs> in the cake you're baking. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You're trying to murder. <laughs> I got to get that murder done. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can me. people find you? You can online. Uh, my website is thedanielweb.com. Thedanielweb.com. Um, on Instagram, it's my drag queen name, which is Toyota Lopez. <laughs> uh, same with Twitter. Twitter's thedanielweb.com. I'm in LA. Yeah, I'm go watch shows. him do stand up. I'm in Hollywood. Very funny. Um, go see him do stand up. And you can uh, follow this podcast on Instagram at Tell Me Anything Pod or on Patreon. You can become a member and you can get bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash Tell Me Anything Pod. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.